Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello, and coming up on the podcast, Bob Irving, our voice of the Bombers. But we'll also talk NFL, NBA, and NHL with Knuckles. Constable Tammy Scrabbick, Winnipeg Police Service on all the murders and meth. And we'll talk spring planting with Ray Dubois from Ron Paul Garden Center. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. Nothing more uh, get you thinking summer than uh, bomber football. And we kick off the show with the biggest star, uh, Bob <laughs> Knuckles Irving. Hello, Bob. The biggest star in the well, galaxy. It's yeah, the biggest right. star I could find in the building right now. <laughs> I like the kick um, off the show, though. That was good. Yeah. Kick off the yeah. show. Yeah. I didn't even see. I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah. I mean, I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about. All right. um, first of all, a lot of people are asking me, and I I retweeted your tweet the other night. What's going on with the NFL game before we get to our CFL game? Coming here. Coming for sure. It'll be announced. Uh, I expect this week. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Late August. Well, yeah, for a lot of people it is. It's not yeah. so much for me. Yeah, I know. You're because you're a diehard uh, CF. Okay, I'll but go I don't, well, you, I don't you, want you people, explain. I don't want people to misunderstand. Yeah. I think it's great that Wade Miller has acquired something like this to put into IG Field and make money off it. And he'll make significant amounts of money. And yes. That, yeah. That's what this is all about. So I'm a hundred percent with it. I, I harbor this sort of protection of the Canadian Football League. Then mm-hmm. it goes way back to my childhood and yep. growing up and loving the game and all the rest of it. I don't like the NFL treading on our soil. And I like the NFL. Yeah. I've said this a million times. I watch it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, as I, long as it's south well, of the 49th parallel, right? Yeah, okay, so fine. That's just me yeah. and, and that part of it. But look, uh, Wade tries to get major events for the stadium so he can make the stadium make money for the football club, because that's where the profits go. And this should be a home run. Mm. I'm hearing from a lot of people, even though it's just a preseason game, man, a chance to see the, yeah. you know, the Green Bay Packers and the Raiders. Are you kidding me? That's exciting for yes. people. Yeah. Don't know what the ticket prices are going to be, but they'll be high. Mm. I guarantee you that. Um, but that should, again, help make a profit for the yeah. for the football club. So I know a lot of people are really fired up about it and good for them. It, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And if Aaron Rodgers, who's the big superstar with Green Bay, plays even a quarter, uh, you know, people will go home feeling they got their money's worth. I yeah. know they will because yeah. he's the one player that everybody would love to see. In preseason games, you're not sure mm. uh, how many of the marquee players you're going to see. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I expect Green Bay will roll them out there a bit. And Green Bay is not that far away. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, no, and I, there Wisconsin, are a lot of people yeah. that are fans here, for sure. And yeah, Well, yeah, and from there, yeah. people might drive That's up. That's true. Uh, yeah. I know the Bombers are counting on that mm-hmm. as part of it, too, although it's a Raiders home game, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Green Bay is going to be playing, so. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. All right, to our game now. Right. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about that because a lot of people are asking me. I retweeted your tweet, and they're, and they're asking. Uh, one week from tonight, uh, Coach's Show starts with you and O'Shea yes. on Monday nights, right. uh, 7 o'clock here yep. on, on CJOB. By the way, how is Coach this year? Well, he's very happy these days. He is excited. He had a great line 
uh, when training camp opened. Mm. He said, I've been, this is six years now. He's been the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and he's still, I can't remember the exact words, but basically he said, this is still just super fun and yeah. exciting, and here we go again with another season and another chance to go out and mm-hmm. excel and play and win and all the rest of it. So he's very upbeat. Coaches typically are during training camp because they haven't lost any games yet. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and and they haven't played a game that mm. matters. That's when they sort of tighten up and yeah. and all the rest of it. But, no, he's – I know Mike uh, O'Shea – Knows he's got a good football team again. They've had one for three years here now. Yeah. They've had a good team for three years. But they it's have... almost now getting to the point where we got it. We got to. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. I get asked by fans at practice and everywhere. Is this the year? And I go, well, maybe. Could, could be. <laughs> chances <Might> be. <laughs> are. Chances are better yeah. this year. I think than it's been for quite a while, based mm-hmm. on what we see now. Now yeah. much can happen, Hal, as you well yeah. know. Injuries and all the rest of it can throw things yeah. off, but. Now, this is a good team. It's a good team on paper. They were good, you know, the core players back from last year when they got to the West Final and yeah. came close, came yeah. close. So yeah. I think there's reason for optimism, legitimate reason for optimism. Who has most impressed you at camp? Give me two or three names. Well, some of the veterans have looked really good. Matt Nichols looks tremendous. He, you he's know, in he, better shape this well, year, right? He, he's always been in good shape, yeah. but he changed his diet a little bit. He, you know, he looks a little sleeker and faster. Streveler looks like he's going to be, you know, a great contributor again. Willie Jefferson, the defensive end, they signed away from Saskatchewan. Big guy, six mm. foot seven or whatever he is, his arms <laughs> hang almost <laughs> down to the ground. He's a yeah. freak of nature. You know, right. they talk about. Uh, his That's a good thing ability. in football, right? Well, sure yeah, it is. Okay. And just checking, just checking. He, he's going to be a, a tremendous addition. Chris Matthews has been hurt the last few days. Nothing serious, but but he looked good. Uh, the rookie running back, Brady Oliveira from North Dakota. The Winnipeg product has looked good. Andrew Harris ran some plays on the weekend. He's been held out at training camp. They don't want to kind of wear him out uh, senselessly during camp. So he yeah. ran some plays, but he looks like a million bucks. Justin Medlock's kicking the ball into the moon whenever he kicks, which isn't very often. They kind of sort of slowly work him in. And then mm-hmm. there's lots of these rookie receivers and defensive backs, Hal. Who and who good. knows, right? Somebody could shine. Preseason games yeah. will tell the tale. I think there's about six or seven import American receivers, rookies, who are vying basically for one spot. And who performs the best on Friday against Edmonton at IG Field and then the following Thursday in Regina in the preseason games, that's who it's going to go to. And the preseason's already underway. I know you don't put much weight in the preseason games. Have we learned anything from, what do they play, one game or two games Well, so Edmonton far? and BC played last night in Edmonton. Right, Edmonton yeah. won 22-7. BC had none of their t- first-line players there. Yeah. None. Typically, first road game preseason, you take all rookies. I expect Edmonton will bring all rookies in here on Friday, or mm-hmm. mostly rookies. So, now, preseason games, to me, uh, they have to play them, Yeah. but the results mean absolutely nothing. Okay. That's just um, me. Now, Bob is a big, uh, of course, Bob, sports director for many years here at CGOB, loves many sports. Uh, let's move on to hockey quickly. Who do you like? Do you St. Like Louis. Saint, I like St. Louis. You're going to go with Alex Dean and the Blues, eh? I don't like Boston. Yeah. And I don't know why, mm. but there's, well, it's Brad Marchand. I, I, there's something about the Bruins. I know there's lots of Bruin fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but St. Louis said they beat the Jets and they got yeah. Alex Steen. And there's just something about that team because yeah. they were buried at the end of December. They were going mm-hmm. nowhere. They were out of the playoffs. Yeah. And they've come on strong and kind of a fairy tale story. So I like them. Good. To win and, in six. And to, in six, even, yeah. Bob's yeah. Me, even there making a, a, a game, I a number of wrong, games no, Hal, uh, you know. prediction. <laughs> well, I know you could be wrong. 
Um, and uh, the Raptors yeah. in the NBA Finals. Wow. I'm going to talk to Adam Wedlake later on about the impact that might have right. on basketball here in Manitoba. But listen, this is you know this is Canada's basketball team, really, isn't sure. it? Well, and and they have captured the imagination of people across the country. It's interesting. During the regular season, the NBA TV ratings are are not great, mm. and out here in the West, they're they're terrible, really. Right. But now you get a team doing what the Raptors is yeah. doing, and uh, Raptors are doing. And Kawhi Leonard, you know, it's a team sport. Basketball is a team sport, but Kawhi Leonard, man, he has he's the reason the Raptors are where they are. He's yeah. been absolutely sensational. I know they're worrying in Toronto. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Will he mm-hmm. be back? But, no, it's pretty cool to see yeah. what the Raptors are doing because people are talking about it everywhere. Yeah. People who aren't usually basketball fans, they're caught up in it. Right. Well, and as you know, Bob Irving, I am a huge Raptors fan since Thursday. <laughs> and uh, That's okay. I'm, uh, I'm very excited about the team uh, being in the NBA Finals now. Well, sure, people get yeah. caught up in things. We yep. all do. Yeah. You know, it's not just you. Nothing Everybody wrong with does. being a Fairweather fan, you know? Nothing at all wrong no. with that. No. Yeah. Bob, great to see. What, you're going to say something? I was going to say, when Andrew Harris parades the Grey Cup down to Portage in Maine in November. There will be many. You'll be there. I will be there. You'll be riding I on the front I will be I'll have a tutu on and I'll be waving my baton. Well, yeah, that might not we should be. wait for that. No, that's a good point. <laughs> Standing by on the phone, Constable Tammy Scrabeck, Winnipeg Police Service. But before we talk to Tammy, uh, I got in this morning and I asked uh, Kyle Milroy, producer Kyle, producing this show, to put together one of his famous uh, Milroy montages. And he did that for me. This will get us into our conversation with Constable Tammy in a moment. You know, anecdotally, from what I've seen and in speaking with other officers, we feel that um, this summer is going to be unlike any other summer. Are we winning the war against this horrible drug or are we losing it? Well, I, I think as a community, it's it's ongoing. The methamphetamine crisis has, has increased the, the demands on police resources and significantly too. So um, we've had a number of incidents. There's been an increase in homicides this year. Wait times for people that are looking for help is just way too long. Uh, when people need help, they need to be able to get into to treatment sooner. But we got to get a hold of some judges to pass a new bill in the government to clean up this town because if we don't do something quick, like, half my neighbors down the street, all I see is for sale signs. People are moving out of town. RCMP are asking for your help. They're investigating two homicides that occurred this week. There's been an increase in officer-involved shootings, use of force incidents that we've talked about, um, and just these, these unusual, bizarre incidents that seem to be happening in an increasing frequency. And, and I think a lot of that can be... Um, correlated to the, to the methamphetamine crisis. Kind of a new animal for us in terms of the kind of treatment that people need. It's, it's unlike other forms of addiction like alcohol or tobacco or, or some of the other drugs that we deal with. The treatment is a little bit different and, and tends to be longer term. So it, it presents some real challenges for us as a, as a community. This isn't something we're going to rest our way out of is a term that we've used up here before. So. Um, we need collaboration from all community partners to, to combat this crisis. And since Kyle put that together for me this morning, we have another murder. Winnipeg's 19th murder of the year. Constable Tammy Scrabbick on the phone now. Tammy, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Thank you for doing this. We're going to have to add some audio of you from this interview to <laughs> that, which is really unfortunate. What can you tell us about this latest murder? Give us some details. Yeah, so the latest one uh, came in uh, March 26th at about 9.20 p.m. Uh, Winnipeg Police, as well as Winnipeg Fire Paramedic, were dispatched to the report of several people fighting. Information was received that one person was serial, seriously injured um, and likely unconscious. Uh, with that, uh, all emergency services personnel attended and located the male um, suffering from a trauma. He was transported to hospital in uh, critical condition, and he later died of his injuries. So at this point, um, our homicide investigators are once again uh, continuing to investigate and working on this as we speak. 300 block of Alfred last night. That's where it happened. I'm not sure if you mentioned that or not. Winnipeg's 19th murder of the year. Do we know what the fight was about? No, at this time, that's what our our officers are looking into. So we don't have um, any additional information at this point. We do have investigators out and uh, cars still on the scene, including IDENTS, who are looking at uh, what happened, how it happened, and they're continuing to gather in any witnesses. And obviously at this point, you're not able to say if meth was related uh, to this. I'll, I'll get to meth in a moment. But at 19 murders now, you know, three just on the weekend and, and uh, today or, or last night, I guess, we're on track for almost, if this continues, we're on track for almost 50 murders in Winnipeg, which would break the old record. This is really concerning, isn't it? It is, you know, and if we just look comparatively to last year, I mean, uh, you know, often when it comes to stats, you either see a steady, steady increase or a steady decrease. Uh, but when it comes to last year, at this time of year, we were only uh, looking at our eighth homicide. Um, our 19th wasn't received until November. So that is a really huge increase from the year before. And, well... Not in every case, but in some of these murders, meth is involved. And you have to sort of look at that as a a big part, I think, it's safe to say now, a big part of what we see as a spike in crime out there. Absolutely. There's two things we've been talking about for months on end right now, and that is uh, the increase of meth in the city of Winnipeg and the increase uh, and the ease that people seem to be obtaining firearms. Um, So those two are definitely going to be contributing factors. You know, we've got a story today in the news. um, ERs. Four years ago, ERs would see maybe one case of meth every day. Now they're seeing almost 10 on average every day in four years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our numbers are identical. I mean, uh, the, the increase in, in violent crime, property crime, um, and other things that are directly related to meth are definitely uh, on the rise. And even if, you know, a meth uh, incident of some kind uh, doesn't translate into, you know, a horrible murder or, or a crime, even if it's just somebody on meth and, you know, officers get called out, they're called away from other important duties, aren't they? Absolutely. And that's another thing that we're seeing and we're seeing it on a daily basis is people that are having uh, episodes where meth is related, emergency services are required, whether it's us or police uh, or I'm sorry, us or ambulance, fire paramedics required. And it takes sometimes, you know, half an hour, an hour in cases where we need to get the medical attention. We often have to escort them um, because of the potential of violence. And it takes those officers off the street. You know, the men and women of the Winnipeg Police Service, and I've said it many times on the air here, you guys put your lives at risk every day for our protection. And and I can certainly say I appreciate 
uh, the effort. But and and you go out every day knowing that you know something horrible could happen to you in the line of duty. But I have to think that now with with numbers like this, nineteen murders already. Um, the meth uh, stuff that we've talked about, I would imagine officers out there are even more aware of what's going on them around them because of this uh, crime. Absolutely. It brings it brings that sense of caution uh, to to an all time high. So members are, are well aware of the potential out there. It's no longer just, you know, we have an intoxicated person who's out of control. It's now we have an intoxicated person who may or may not be out of control, but could be because they're on mass. Um, their behavior is unpredictable and they may or may not have weapons. And in most cases, they're willing to use them, whether they're aware of it or, or, or not at the fact. So all of those things are things that our officers are constantly aware of. So there's no more walking up to somebody blindly saying, you know, you have to come with us. It's now treating every person as a potential um, target with weapons. Tammy, I'm not sure things will slow down, but I sure hope they do. You and I both. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Bye. Tammy Skravek, she is with the Winnipeg Police Service. <laughs> Ray Dubois joins us. From Ron Paul Garden Center, 2641 St. Mary's Road. Hello, Ray. Hey, how are you? Excellent. Thank you for doing this, man. I know you are super busy over there. So with the forecast now, you know, 26 and sunny by Wednesday, what do you think? Is summer now here? We're ready to go. I mean, uh, June 1st is always the safest uh, safest time to plant. So, And that's really what we advise people because i think i was i had a farmer in today and he was telling me they had uh, frost on his roof last night so still a little dangerous but i think we're going to go forward we're ready to rock it's so you can start your plants now and you should be good so june 1st that's kind of the the usual rule eh? because i know years ago i used to hear oh you got to wait until after may long but that's too early right well, you know, they, it's semi-safe May long, but really June 1st. Like, we do a lot of restaurants in Winnipeg. Most people who sit on a patio wouldn't realize they're sitting beside our stuff. And we don't do anything until after June 1st because a lot of that stuff's been planted up and growing since, uh, you know, early April. And if it gets damaged, it can't just be recreated, you know. So we don't do anything like that until June 1st. But for us, that's the safe, that's the safe date. And you're one of the busiest garden centers around. What do most people come there for? Is it flowers? Uh, is it seeds? Are they getting tomato plants? What are the popular items? Oh, oh, man, it's all over the map. You know, again, plants, and then people come here for soil. That's a big one. You know, I spent the entire weekend just a little white dot in a black soil pile loading, loading soil, and then we got the gravels, and so, you know, people are building Barkman patios, and we were a big dealer there, and so people are coming in, grabbing, you know, the quarter down this week, and then next week they get their bricks and their sands, and, but really the big push, yeah, is is, uh, is annuals and perennials at this time of year, and trees, right? Everyone just wants to get everything in, and so excited, especially after the winter we had, everyone's just, like, ready to, raring to go. That's the thing, eh? You know, like winters are so long and so cold and so snowy that when we finally get a break in the weather, we just can't wait to get on with it, eh? Oh, yeah. People are ready to raring to go. I mean, I love it. It's so fun. You know, you see the same people every year. You get to have these relationships. You see them, you're like, ah, okay, I know it's summer because, you know, there you are, John. How are you? And then you get to have a chat and all that good stuff. And it's really nice to see the people that you see time and time again and that you know that smile and it's just it's nice to see the people come down and just enjoy you know have a have a slushy walk around you know and again we'll have people doing that in april they go i'm not here to buy anything i just want to smell and you're like welcome <laughs> it's all good man it's great to see you you know so yeah. it's all fun
Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I like having you on because usually whether it's Christmas and we're talking Christmas trees or whether it's now and, and we're talking plants and stuff like that, you've usually got one or two new items or something that's a little different from last year. What about this year? We've got uh, some fun stuff. Sea holly. It's a perennial. Uh, the color is blue glitter. Gets about two and a half feet tall. Uh, full sun and part shade. Um, flower is spiky, icy blue ball. It's a spiky, icy blue ball. That's really neat. Uh, this year is kind of fun. Indoor hydrangeas. You can put them outside in a container and then bring them inside, and they're real neat. neat. They'll bloom twice a season. Uh, if you want to make it blue, just throw in some aluminum sulfate. Tropicals, that's the one big thing, Hal, that we've seen the big changes. When I bought this place 10 years ago, you know, the exciting thing in a planter was Majesty Palms or an oleander um, or a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, hibiscus. You know, now, you know, we got stuff, some beautiful peace lilies that people will put into their, into their main, into their planter. And then with trailers, you know, again, you can, but they are also a tropical for indoors. So a bright room, but not direct sun, beautiful white flowers, low maintenance, and it cleans the air. So then we got snake plants that people love, flat variated leaves, will take direct sunlight, it does not flower, and people like it, especially if you've got a smaller place. It's a nice tropical, and it's a tight form, so it doesn't take up a lot of space, but it gives you some nice green. And then last but not least, just for today, olive trees. We got them, and it's produced real olives. So already we've got olives already on some of them. So full sun, uh, southern exposure, and uh, just keep it inside. You're going to have olives in your house. Well, that sounds cool. I'm at it to come and get an olive tree now. I like that. That uh, that but sounds cool. We can drink martinis. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> and uh, anything new on the tomato front or veggies? Like anything new this year that's kind of different? Nothing that's jumping out at us. You know, yep. again this year, I think we're already sold out of, of a lot. Wow. Uh, the yellow, the yellow, uh, you know, the less acidic sweet tomato was in high demand this year. And uh, and that one I think we've sold out. And of course, my uh, my my family is the Great Meyer tomatoes done well for us. And you know, just their standard form. But again, you know, that's one of the big things too: tropicals and then growing vegetable growing has absolutely taken off, especially with a lot of people new to Canada, um, where you know, and where they in their own land that they would have gardens. And we've seen significant increase in the amount of people gardening so we've run out of a lot of stock so one of the things that i don't want to do is say oh yeah this particular item and then people come down and we don't have it and then i'm going to be they're going to yell at me then you will be in trouble yeah <laughs> hey ray you're the best in the business i appreciate your help today on a busy day thanks buddy wonderful Al. bye now ray dubois at ron paul garden center 2641 st mary's road drive by every day they're uh fantastic there Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.